0: Hello and welcome to another episode of How Are You Holding Up? A mental health podcast by the depressed, for the depressed. I'm Lindsay.
1: And I'm Chris.
0: And the first question I want to ask is, Chris, how are you holding up?
1: (laughs) um, I've been having an interesting up and down kind of week where I got really trashed at a wedding last night. And the night before, went to Halloween Horror Nights and enjoyed myself. And uh, the entire last week was full of like busy work stuff, and you know it was uh, it was very much a week where I just kind of floated through it and didn't really have any thing to really think of. Like if you ask me a specific memory from last week, I could give you very few. Yeah, I saw I saw Venom though. That's about it. Lindsay, how are you holding up?
0: Um, I'm holding up. I am going through a little bit of a transitionary period where I... If you guys listened to our last podcast, you know that I went on a little trip to a festival. And when I came back, I no longer had a job waiting for me. Um, They... I guess the company um, is no longer going to be in existence. So it wasn't that I was fired because I went to the festival. It was just there was no longer going to be anything there. So um, and there was no warning. And um, so I'm going through a very scary time.
1: Understandably so.
0: Yeah. Which leads us into our episode today, which is Disappointment.
1: Yes, from the smallest disappointments like Venom not being a good movie to the larger (laughs) scale disappointments of losing a job that you thought you were going to have. Yes. Disappointments have their their place in uh, depression and anxiety. And believe us when we say disappointments are no stranger.
0: And everybody goes through them. And we all have them. And I think a lot of us sometimes lie to ourselves and say, nobody knows what this feels like and nobody has experienced this (laughs) horrible feeling and it's not true.
1: (laughs) It's nowhere near true. We've all
0: gone through things similar, at least. Um,
1: And if anything, we've all used, we've all had that used against us uh, when we're feeling down is there's always some voice out there that's going to say... What do you have to complain about? Somebody's got it worse than you. Uh, the worst. Yeah, that is absolutely the worst. So today, no matter how big nor small your disappointment is, we are going to discuss it.
0: Yes. Um. So I think with disappointments, especially when you're in the midst of a depression, it is... Difficult to regulate your emotional state mm-hmm. because suddenly everything—it feels like the floor beneath you is dropping, even if it's not a big thing—because you're already dealing with feeling disappointed in your life and in yourself every day, um, feeling such a lack and sort of disconnect. So then, when little thing happens, like I lost my favorite. Dress, how did I even lose my favorite dress? I'm supposed to go <laughs> out tonight and I was planning on it, and now it's gone and everything's horrible and I'm falling apart and I'm worthless, you know, that kind of thing.
1: Um, <laughs> and somebody comes off stage with a fire extinguisher, <laughs> okay, you're done,
0: yeah. That, um, but yeah, again, like I think it's just hard to regulate it, and so when really, really big things happen, um. That can be, I think for me, that's usually the spiral The I'm sorry, the beginning of a spiral for me, it's usually starts with a disappointment. Normally it starts with a romantic disappointment for me. Mm-hmm. Um, as I've gotten older, it is all kinds of things <laughs> that can lead me into depression. What about you, Chris?
1: I, I actually 100% agree. It usually is a romantic disappointment, mm-hmm. um, that, uh, can, can trigger a sort of, well, this fucked up. Let's see what else can fuck up. Kind of mentality, uh, where I will go into my deep shame spiral and just decide that, well, that's that's it. I've I've had a good run. I think I'll uh, I think I'll just ruin that right now. Yeah. For me, though, actually, you know what? It 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 takes very little, but it's usually a lot of little things that more lead me to a spiral. For me, it's quantity over quality. If something really big and disappointing happens to me. I can usually shrug that off. I can usually just go, well, that was a really bad disappointment and I feel really shitty, but that's okay. We can just move on from this and everything will be all right until I have a thousand little tiny disappointments happen where I'm just like, nothing is going right. Nothing is fucking acceptable. I'm just going to wreck my shit right now. (laughs) There's no reason for me to be here. And that's usually where uh where my thoughts will go at that point, yeah, yeah, so how about you lindsay where does your where does your usual like thought pattern start is it is it with a bigger disappointment or was it with like a bunch of little ones?
0: I mean I think it just depends also on the state like you said if it's I've been really healthy and things have been going well and then I have a big disappointment it's like man that really sucks but I have all these other positives like you know you kind of look at the graph of your life and you've got your your friendships or everything's going well with that and your Mm -hmm. romantic life is going really great and your family's everything's going well there and you're so proud of these things and and you've got like oh but, you know, I, I didn't get the raise that I wanted or, oh, I completely lost this job. But I have all these other things that are going great and I'm okay. So I think the problem is life isn't really like that. There's always little disappointments, right? Of course. There's always like, dang it, my car needs a get re- the repair. It's time for that. And, and my But the guy I usually go to isn't there. And my friend isn't calling me back. And I lost my favorite gift card. And I lost my job. <laughs> well, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> this is all awful. Yeah. Um so I think it's really hard for me to quantify it. Yeah. Because it just depends and I don't think there's a necessary pattern. I think it just it 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 starts with how well how good my baseline is mm-hmm. at the time.
1: That's a good way to think about it. It's just where where you are at your baseline, yeah, really kind of helps determine where your reactions will take you in a disappointing time in your life, mm-hmm. whether or not it's professional, personal, romantic. It, it it's all kind of going to go in the same pot.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So when you've when you've experienced a disappointment and you decided you're you've decided full fuck it mode, yeah, basically. Um, for me, at least, I typically, that's when I decide to imbibe a little more than usual, or I will find myself seeking distractions Mm -hmm. in a way that are probably not healthy.
0: Um, like what?
1: Well, I mean, like, drinking an almost entire bottle of scotch by myself.
0: That's a behavior. What about a thought?
1: The thought is going to be probably... Some combination of shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. up. Mm -hmm. And uh, (laughs) followed quickly by, okay, this will shut it up. Or maybe it's not even like a truly like depressive thought even. It could just be a positive thought of, well, things are going bad. I deserve this. Mm. Which is almost a little more dangerous because you're normalizing that behavior. You're sitting there going, I feel bad, so this is the medication that I need to feel better from that.
0: I think what it, what that kind of comes down to is we're all, I think as human beings in general, we have destructive, self-destructing patterns, <sighs> yeah. all of us. Um, and so when you are a depressed person and something goes wrong... Um, then that destruction, whether it's <laughs> in the guise of that you deserve this," or in the guise of, well, you're not going to actually commit self-harm, so you might as well drink until you're sick anyway." you know, like yeah. Um, I do some really bad thought product, and by the way, sorry if any of this is triggering, um, yeah, I'm going to get into some darker stuff right now, just because I think it, you know, comes with this sort of conversation Mm um so when disappointments get really bad for me um and I think wow you know what I should just kill myself Mm -hmm. um I think part of it is trying to mentally escape from the reality of how bad it is and then have this sort of dark fantasy I don't know if if other people do this um but it's a self-destructive thought and then that leads me into all the reasons why in my head I should do this terrible thing. Mm -hmm. And then I go into the thought of, but you're too chicken shit to do it. So instead, um, don't try to find another job. Don't go out and like work out and and seek help. Just stay home, close yourself in and drink this entire bottle of wine Mm -hmm. and eat like garbage. So no, it's not suicide, but it's killing off these positive potentials. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. You know? yeah I find myself doing that more often than not
0: <laughs> yeah
1: it's just it's just it's it's so much so much easier to self destruct than it is to actively take point in your life and make the positive changes that you need to succeed
0: yeah absolutely um, and I think there's a sort of escapism that comes with the disappointments totally um i I was gonna say I was just like,
1: well, I am whenever I set myself up for disappointment, that's kind of an interesting thing. Oh, like what? Like, okay, so you and I were raised kind of similarly in a way that you you mentioned, uh, well, before we start recording, that you were kind of raised to wait for the negative. It was very much a. Prepare, prepare, for, your the su- worst. prepare okay. for the worst so you won't be taken by surprise and that has kind of led both of us to a very similar kind of mental state of Well, if I just expect the worst, I'll be pleasantly surprised when the best happens Yeah, or I'll be pleasantly surprised if it isn't nearly as bad as I have created it in my mind, right? So when I set my expectations higher than that base level of things are going to end disastrously the disappointment is amplified ten times so. But on that same token, when things do go well, I'm not pleasantly surprised anymore. Now I'm just like, oh, it was a fluke.
0: That's what it feels like for me.
1: Yeah. It's not, it's not a, I worked hard to achieve this, or perhaps this is actually a good situation that I'm putting myself in. It is a fluke. And the fact that it just happened by chance is never something that I want to be like, yeah, that's how I want to live my life on a roulette wheel. So you find that kind of unhealthy processing. Yes. Leading you to further disappointment.
0: Yes. There's a there's a lot of different negative thoughts that come after disappointment. Like everybody has negative thoughts. Those are normal. That is a normal thing to do. What's not healthy? is the self-destructive stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the hardest things to do is to remain positive and remain, I don't know if strong is the right word, but strong in the face of your normal pattern. So seeing things that you do as patterns or cycles really helped me mm-hmm. anyway because I could start to see the differences um, when I decide to choose different thought. Pattern, so I wouldn't go in the same cycle. For example, Mm -hmm. um, if I have a really bad, I had a really bad breakup. It was unexpected. It was really painful how it happened, Mm -hmm. and some of the things that were said. And rather than totally and completely take on every single thing that had been said to me and make that yes that is a reality i am all those terrible things and i am not deserving of love and instead i was like i'm going to cry about it a lot and i'm i'm going to reach out to other people usually when i go through a breakup i get very i get really secluded myself and this time i really reached out and i had so much pouring of love and so already changing that pattern didn't lead me to the cycle of being alone mm-hmm. and then seeking another unhealthy relationship to fill in the sadness and make me feel good about myself this time I took a route of friendship and family as support Mm. which then led to other healthy things so yeah there's definitely a healthy and an unhealthy way to process every disappointment
1: Mm -hmm. I'm definitely currently in what I can only believe to be the beginning of a spiral and I'm recognizing it
0: that's a huge thing is being able to even see that I think,
1: yeah, um well, how the, diff- do you know? the difference is my my typical enthusiasm for things not not just my normal day to day kind of stuff. I just don't feel it for anything again, yeah. like the the I was so I was so geared up to to like really be taking care of my health for a bit there and felt really strong and really good and I was feeling like something was changing and then it didn't and then it didn't again and it was it was it was one more one more disappointment on the pile one more piece of ammunition for the voice in my head that really wants to drag me down and I I've gotten to that point now where I'm so familiar with that voice I I don't tell it to really shut up anymore I just kind of tell it to just wait (laughs) just wait you you're gonna have your time trust me you don't need to be as constant as you usually are trust me you've got your time coming you can you can lay into me then right now let me just kind of tune you out a little bit uh so as a result it tunes out everything I tune out the good, the bad, the indifferent. I am a an absolute statue in my brain right now. Where I feel completely flat and uneven at the same time, which is fun. So I'm at that I'm at that point now. And I don't know really where to go from there. Cause anywhere that I go is just going to be more of the same. Well,
0: I have to say that I think I'm going through something similar (laughs) because I tried really hard. So I found out that I didn't get the gig or the gig. I didn't have my job anymore. And Mm -hmm. also all of those opportunities that would have come from this job, which were many. And there was a lot of hope for me. And so when that hope got taken away, And the excitement of the future for that particular job got taken away. Instead of going into the initial negative stuff, I immediately was like, this is fine. I'm going to be okay. I'm going to find a job right now. In fact, this is a good thing because I'm going to find something even better. And I went online and I started looking right away and I had this really can do and like, you know, yes, this is a bad thing. And yes, this is a problem. And I reached out to all of my friends told them, not all my friends, but my main support system and, mm-hmm. and told them what was going on. And I was like, but I'm going to, I'm going to be okay. And I had a couple of times where I kind of broke down and cried a little bit. I was like, yeah, all this is healthy. All this is great. And then I realized that I haven't done laundry in two weeks. I haven't been eating healthily. I don't sleep mm-hmm. much. I sleep like a couple hours here and there my physically ache everywhere. I don't leave my house very much. I didn't brush my teeth for like, this is really gross, but I didn't brush my teeth for like four days in a row, which I never do that. It's so weird. But it was like the idea of leaving my bedroom and going into the bathroom just seemed too much. Mm -hmm. And I had to take a step. It was actually this morning where I was (laughs) like, oh, so I'm not in like the deep dark depression. I'm in that depression where I am literally becoming disconnected from everything and going numb. Yep. Just numb. Same. And flatlining. Yeah. So here we are. If you guys are in the same place, hello.
1: Hi guys. If
0: you're not, we'll see you soon. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Hopefully not. <laughs>
1: Um, we're coming for (laughs) you but Chris
0: (laughs) Jesus I'm wondering so they say that depression is supposedly chemical right? Mm mhm so something you said to me was you binged eating for about a week. Was it last week?
1: Well, it wasn't so much binged eating. Okay, it was you just, went off your diet. I went completely off my diet. Yeah. What
0: was that last week?
1: It was last week.
0: Okay. And it's... then you've been drink you drank a lot really heavily. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so if we are to look at science
1: mm-hmm. and
0: saying that we are chemical chemically unbalanced, so doing all of those things that were like eating unhealthily, drinking, which are downers, mm-hmm. do you think that might be Part of the low feeling?
1: I mean, I'm not going to say no. <laughs>
0: because that combined with the negative thoughts... Yeah. It doesn't make... I mean, listen, like, negative thought To everybody listening. Negative thoughts and the the mental... Ups, it doesn't make it any less real. What no. you are going through... Like, that whole saying of it's all in your head is a really weird thing because it's not any less real. You're still going yeah. through horrible
1: yeah, the, stuff. the equivalent of, oh, your depression is all in your head is like saying... Well, your cancer is all in your pancreas.
0: Right. Well, yeah,
1: there you go. It's it's yes, yes it's there.
0: And your body, Th- yeah, your 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 mind sends signals to your body. It's like when you get anxious, you get physically ill in your stomach. I mean, mm-hmm. your depression, I'm not saying that it's not real or anything, but if we look at both together, mm-hmm. that you're having both negative thoughts but also feeling just kind of morose and flatlining and mm-hmm. disconnected. I'm wondering for you, if part of it is because of the poor eating for a while there and the drinking,
1: it's definitely contributing factors, I would say, which is fun. well I mean,
0: which is good to know, just to be aware of yeah, like what's happening ag- with your body agreed
1: uh it would definitely be a contributing factor. The thing that is missing from it is the spark that set it off, where it's like here is the first disappointment or the last disappointment that led into fuck-it mode.
0: You're saying that, that you don't have one?
1: I'm saying that I definitely had... I mean... I don't want to blame my thought patterns on just an event like that for me. Like, I know that I've said that, like, there's always kind of an inciting accident and whatnot, but for me... I tried really hard to, like, ignore it. Maybe that was... I think that might have been the, been the yeah. problem.
0: <laughs> the problem and is ignoring I'm not ignoring saying... It. I don't think... I don't... You can try your hardest and things still be happening in you. And yeah. I, we don't know, right? Yeah. It can be so many different things. Just starting to get to see... I'm getting to know you in a different way than mm-hmm. anybody. I'm seeing your um, depression... I know you better in this like weird psychological way Mm -hmm. than I think anybody because I'm watching these cycles that you Mm -hmm. um, are going through and like seeing the different big like hits of this disappointing thing happened Mm -hmm. and then this disappointing thing happened and then I started eating bad for a week and then this disappointing thing happened and then I drank and now I feel kind of like crap. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, maybe some of those things. And for me the work was slowing down and that was making me anxious, but I was okay. Um, I had some relationship stuff that didn't work out very well and it was really painful. Um, I had a few really anxiety ridden conversations with friends that I was not expecting to go as well as they did, but that was still that chemical in my body. Then I went to Wasteland Weekend. There was drinking and debauchery and it was like a lot of excitement. And now I'm back and everyone goes through a little bit of a depression usually after a big event like that. But I'm thinking that, look, I think that if we look over the last month, mm-hmm. it makes sense why we're here now. Yes. And I didn't used to look at it that way.
1: It's funny how that works, isn't it? When you when you start making those connections with, <laughs> with those kind of fucking just life events.
0: And I think that maybe some things chemically build up in us. Like, <laughs> while yes, we both had disappointments romantically and they were yeah. painful and nerve-wracking and disappointing and then we felt like we kind of moved on from them maybe those chemicals still stayed in our body i don't know it's a thought
1: yeah it's definitely a thought it's definitely possible i mean i know that my own kind of i i'm very much a fan of uh holding on to those feelings until Mm -hmm. they are no longer just feelings now they are a part of me they're they're like this weird reality that i've created for myself in this downward spiral that i like to go down every so often but i don't know just being aware being aware of yourself being aware of your surroundings being aware of what it takes for you to feel down versus what it takes for you to feel amazing
0: i think that's the biggest thing for me in this journey of depression and figuring myself getting to know myself
1: Mm
0: -hmm. is knowing what I am capable of doing while in depression yeah and like you said being aware of it and just knowing that I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to do more self-care coming up here and um Mm -hmm. I think continue to reach out to people and uh, Trying to do the healthy thing when you are going through disappointments. And just look, we're both disappointed that we are becoming depressed. Yep. Because, Chris, you've been doing a really good job. I've been trying. And I feel like I've been trying really, really hard and putting on a brave face. You've been
1: doing way better than (laughs) I can say, that's for sure.
0: So here we are. And let's talk about some healthy stuff.
1: Yes. Okay. So when you find yourself faced with disappointment like that, getting back into... (sighs) (laughs) Woo! Okay. So, yeah, getting back into it, things that you can do when you are disappointed kind of fall in line with things you can do when you feel yourself going into a depression, for me at least, where I'm like, Okay, I'm disappointed by this thing. That's okay. Let's find something else. Mm-hmm. Let's let's go. Let's next next step, baby. Come on, we got we got so much good shit we could be doing right now. We could be working on a new project. We could be doing some sort of art piece. We could be doing uh, doing a hangout, play a video game, Distractions. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, that's what I've been dealing with. Is I've been playing too many video games. Um, so. I think for me, it's just to recognize, I think if if we all can just recognize like, okay, we're going into a spiral. Step one. That's great. Step two is you're going to feel nothing. You're going to feel sad. You're going to be angry and that's okay. You can have these feelings. Yep. Reach out to people and let people kind of know what's going on. We say that a lot, communicate, but I think, honestly, I just think that you need it because sometimes you're, you're struggling with the positive self-talk and you're going to need somebody else to, to give you a little, little pep up. We're humans. We need that (laughs) connection.
1: If anything, less, I mean, look, how are you holding up is not just the name of the podcast. It's also a very genuine question that can be asked of anybody, just. How are you holding up? Not great. But that's okay. Because we can always hang on a little tighter. If anything. We're just going to really do everything we can to kind of bring ourselves back up. Sorry if this week is not exactly the best in bringing you up.
0: (laughs) What I'm going to try to do is... um be more aware of what's happening in the present. So instead of sitting down for video games for seven hours, I am going to try spend an hour applying for jobs, spend some time cleaning up my physical space, take time to self care, like mm-hmm. actually maybe put alarms in my phone. I don't know. Yeah. But I need to do that because even if I don't mentally or emotionally feel like doing those things or feel like those things are going to help they i know logically that they will help i don't feel like that right now honestly like all of that sounds exhausting all of that sounds overwhelming <laughs> it sounds overwhelming to me but yeah. i'm going to try
1: <laughs> i am currently in the process of cleaning up my own living spaces uh my office has definitely fallen into disrepair as is reflective of my mental state which is great go back to episode 1 or 5 or whichever episode we talked about cleaning up our personal space god yeah for more reference on how messed up my shit get <laughs> but
0: uh i think for both of us to remember and for you guys to remember is it's not forever you're not going to feel this way forever this is not going to be an ongoing thing. And you can do things to make it better, I think. Um, yes. And I think trying to find things that give you little glimpses of hope. Uh, a new study is coming out also right now. It's a, I believe it's a Swedish study. I will have to look into it for references. Um, but it's talking about how exercise is better than basically everything. Antidepressants, um, CBT oil, everything, big, big stuff. But the problem is finding out how to get people who are depressed out and actually exercising because Mm -hmm. us leaving is the hardest part. But if you can put on a, flip on a yoga YouTube video and do a little bit of something at home, just... Get those happy feeling. Look, I don't want to do it either. This sounds awful to me, but I'm just trying to think of healthy things that we can all do together because this is a support system. This is a place where we talk about these things. Yep. Um, I'm not an expert on this at all. I am just trying to navigate my way through these muddy waters too.
1: We are all in the shit together. Yeah. And frankly, that is almost more supportive than it could possibly sound like i mean i often forget just how much garbage we are all going through and sometimes it just that little bit of empathy just comes back to you and it rushes you and it hits you so hard that you're like fuck yeah time to get shit back in order let's let's do this let's get let's get back to feeling our best
0: especially in times like these with what's happening politically Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: social media wise we're seeing our families and our friends say awful awful things yeah and i think just doing some self-care yeah so thank you guys so much for listening and we're really thankful for you all. Uh, I love I love getting your emails and your mm-hmm. messages. I know Chris does, too.
1: Absolutely. We love hearing from you on the Instagram, at hey Who Podcast. Uh, we love hearing you on our Facebook page. Uh, but if you want to just email us something directly, you can always email mailbag at howareyouholdingup.com. And as always, don't, don't tell, tell us, to us to just get, get over it. it.